Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Georgia continues to be the center of the political world, both locally and nationally because of the importance of its two senatorial races, its uh, election, the presidential election race. It's it's garnered such widespread attention that right as we speak, Alex Jones himself is at the Capitol in Georgia. I saw that I or I heard that and I was listening to a little bit of that. I don't know what kind of crowd size he has. Maybe it's pretty good crowd size. I heard some chanting. Sounded like might have been fun. Had I known it was going to be today, I might have tried to make my way down there to capture some of the excitement. But I did not realize that was today. And I would say that Georgia, that Atlanta is the center of the political universe internationally. As we know, they were mentioning Georgia in the world governance panel discussion at the Council on Foreign Relations recently. So I think the entire world is fixated on Georgia right now where there is multiple investigations going on into callous handling of the Fulton County vote. So they they reckless handling. I think they're investigating what happened after there was a, a bursted water pipe, which I mentioned on the night of the election. And there's also there's been ballots found across the state. A thousand, Trump has gained a thousand votes in Georgia thus far, which compared to what is usually gained is more, but still far less than what he would need to meet. But Lynn Wood, the lawyer from Atlanta, who has worked on a number of high-profile cases, you were telling me a moment ago, which cases was it that he's worked on? Past? Uh, Richard Jewell and the MAGA Hat Kids, both of which he was right as rain. Last night, he tweeted, I have irrefutable evidence that Georgia local election officials were instructed by state to report original vote totals and not report recount totals, which are different than the original ones. So don't report them if you find out that Trump is going to gain on Biden is what the sentiment I get there. And he's been he's been tweeting all day. It wouldn't surprise me if he got kicked off Twitter by the end of the day, to be honest with you. He said last night I filed an emergency motion for injunctive relief against Georgia's secretary of state. Relief sought includes an order prohibiting certification, which includes defective absentee ballots and requiring that a hand recount be performed. I think they are, aren't they, auditing? I, I've been trying to kind of keep track of all these moving pieces. Garland, of course, has been so active. And last week on Wednesday, he called for people to go to the state house to uh, to pressure show or have a show of support to tell the secretary of state they, they're supposed to just randomly select a, a race and audit it to make sure that the machines were working right and Garland wanted to pressure them to select the presidential race, but the problem is it would recall it would call for a hand recount. And he and actually, and I wonder if it was Garland's influence, that is exactly what he chose. He chose the presidential race, which is a lot of work for them. Now, I saw the I was looking at, I was directed to by from Garland some Facebook people um who kind of congregate around Garland at Voter GA directed me to Gabriel Sterling's Twitter feed. He is the voting system implementation um, for Georgia manager. Yeah. Yeah. He was commenting on the investigations as well. Yeah. And he and he was making some comments about what does and does not at Purdue 
bill uh, slated for a runoff, regardless of how some of these new ballots or recounts come in. And I tweeted back to him, I'm waiting to hear that Purdue is only, from what I can calculate, 15,000 votes shy of an out-and-out win. He is almost at 50-0% against Oslo, 15,000 votes. And there, it appears to me that there are 45,000 votes yet to be counted because everywhere I look, it says 99% of the vote is in. They were all due to be certified on Friday, and they have not all been certified. So they may still be out, but... I'm waiting for an answer from this guy. If it's absolutely written in stone, these people are going to run off because he should get more than half of that 45,000 just the way he's been been tallying up the votes and where the counties are and all that. And it would make sense that if there are problems, if there are potential fraud in one election, then the other one, which is being deemed just as important to take the Senate, that someone who has had that intent would do it there as well. I would argue that the Senate runoff with Ossoff is more important than the presidential recount in Georgia because the pre- because if if Trump gets Georgia he he still that is not enough to change the outcome of the election but if Purdue loses to Ossoff or or it goes to runoff and there's whatever in migration or to change the vote then that would change the legislative makeup, could potentially change the legislative makeup of the country. And that that would change everything. I mean, the fa- if there's a Democrat Senate, Democrat Congress and Democrat in the White House for two years, there is absolutely no limit to the transformation this government could undergo, in my opinion. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. So I was also looking at the other posts at Voter GA on Facebook, and Garland posted an affidavit just a couple of days ago saying that as he was observing online the vote counts, I believe he said it was Fulton County. And he said as he was uh, monitoring the site, he saw that Biden was registered with 344,000 votes and Trump at that time was registered as having 133,000 votes. Then a while later, maybe an hour or so, this is in his sworn affidavit. Garland says that Biden is shown to have 364,000 votes, so an increase in 2,000 votes, and Trump had 132,000 votes, so it actually went down. I mean, how is that possible that votes can go down? And and Garland went on to say it is it's virtually impossible in his experience. He's never, ever seen anything like that where 21,000 votes are counted and 20 would go to one guy like that. And, yeah. but, but it's actually what he's saying is 20,000 votes were counted and Trump, it went, it, he lost some votes. It's just not possible. So there definitely seems to be, if not widespread, then certainly, uh, episodic voter irregularities. 
more and more across the country. There was a story up in Michigan about the electors that did not certify their county as a county outside of Detroit because there was irregularities that were discovered. And so it was a split decision. There was four of them. Two of them certified. The other two would not certify. So that was going to that was going to cause some controversy. And potentially they were going to look into that until Omar What's, what's her last Elon name? Elon Omar. Elon Omar and yeah. a local politician up in Michigan. They came out and they spoke against these electors saying that if you do this, if you do not certify, then you will go down in history as being the racist who disenfranchised black voters in the Detroit area for history. For all eternity, you will be known as those racists. So this is the weapon that they weaponize this identity politics to bully people. And ultimately, these two electors caved and they did certify. And now instead, they're going to do there's going to be an audit done after it's already certified, which if it's certified already, what's the you know, it, it doesn't really make sense because are they trying to disenfranchise these voters or are they just trying to certify what's true or what's not? Because, job. yeah, if 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 there is fraud and it's done in the name of a uh, an area that's primarily black, then those people are being disenfranchised. The black people in that community because their vote isn't being correctly counted. What if they voted so, for Trump? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I had people in Atlanta call our show all the time saying uh, black people saying that they did not think Trump was a racist. A lot of those middle aged black guys just they liked what Trump said for whatever reason, whether I agreed with them or not. It isn't a knee jerk for sure. Anybody in the city of a certain color is going to vote a certain way despite what you would be told. But I'm just saying trying to find the truth isn't, you know, it is, it's like saying, don't you want to avenge the deaths of 9-11 by invading Iraq? It's like, well, I'm fine avenging the deaths for 9-11, but you might, you might be in the wrong country altogether. I mean, you might be looking out when you should be looking in. Right. You know, there's just no you don't know where you're supposed to look. That's why you're supposed to do an honest investigation. I think this is going to continue and there's going to continue to be pressures against people who do come and speak out. There's going to continue to be lawsuits. And this Lynn Wood, this this lawyer who's a big time lawyer. Yeah, for sure. Very successful. Some, the, one of the reasons why I believe that he might actually have something or that some of the claims he's making might turn out to be true is because he's being completely ignored by the mainstream media. I mean, completely ignored. And that's kind of surprising because on his profile on Twitter, he has the hashtag WWG1WGA. I think Marjorie Green knew what that means. When we go when we go one, we go all. That's where I think it's where we go one. Where we, we go all. It's a QAnon. That's a QAnon <laughs> signal right there. QAnon uses that hashtag. I'm so surprised that he put that up there. Why I am too. And what surprises me What's more the is point? the media is not focused. The media usually takes any opportunity, like you said, that congresswoman in Georgia, to brand somebody as QAnon crazy and insane, but they're not even focusing on him, which tells me they don't want any oh, attention on the claims that he's making. It may be even more than that. He always attacks the media for their false claims and he wins. Yes. You, may, you might not want to defame a defamation lawyer with that guy's Bingo. record. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, well, too bad Lori Loughlin didn't have this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I wanted to, while we're kind of on the subject of a few of the things that you mentioned, just tell you a, a sentence or two or 
three about a Washington Times article I read regarding Obama's book, A Promised Land. It's like something like over 700 pages. It's just volume one. There's going to be another volume. Oh, it's $45 just for that one. This is the thing that was the $65 million book deal. Now, I assume that includes ticket sales for Michelle's speaking tour because I cannot imagine. Well, maybe that they're going to sell 1.5 million of these. Maybe. I mean, yeah, right. Or three million or I don't know what, but it would be for a trophy not to be read. But what he talked about, he apparently tees off on Trump in the new book, which is so it's like Jack Black getting a star and like even saying Trump's name. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Anyway, but this Washington Times. So Washington Times is very pro-Trump. I don't know if you if you ever stumble upon it. A lot of the stuff's behind a paywall. It opens it opens with their beef started in 2011 when with Trump's baseless questioning of Obama's birth. Trump baseless. did not start that anyway. But it's, it's not baseless. The, the yeah. PDF of the official document was altered on the White House site. You remember that, right? The birth certificate? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Obama's birth certificate was altered. The one that he posted to show the world that he was legit. I mean, I thought they were trying to to feed the fire. I, I didn't even think. I thought it was so pathetic that they actually did that. It was to make people, you know, whatever, gaslight people. But what, so who started it with Trump? It was a Hillary Clinton surrogate that originally made the claim that Obama was not from uh, the birtherism claim originally came from oh, Hillary's. Oh, people. yeah. No, I didn't think when Trump she started. was going up against them. Yeah, and then Trump all of a sudden it became birtherism. a Trump thing and it yeah. became racist to ask that question, which is yeah. not racist at all. No, especially if you're throwing bait like that up there in the form of a provable document. So, yeah. So he he also goes on to say, Obama, which this annoys me, too, is that. Uh, he says there was a, a racist backlash towards him from some Republicans after the election because having a black man in that position was disrupted the natural order of things in their eyes. OK, so get your mind around that. Yeah. So it's like a, a fan, like the lowest white guy feels like the highest black guy should not, you know, be, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's extremely racist, extremely racist. And I, w- I would just like to say is that backlash can you really is it is it for sure that there was a widespread backlash based on race when i would posit that if herman cain had won if herman herman cain ran for president and they they took him out with scandal or whatever but if he had won or if thomas Sowell or shelby Steele or alan keys you know, if one of these black guys, Clarence Thomas, if one of these guys got to the top, would some of those people have been OK with it? Or is it the basket that people get put in of their identity together with their political viewpoints that just makes people crazy? Do you love freedom? 
Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you, do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So, stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S dot com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's sh- it's a great place to shop for Christmas presents. It's very humorous. Even just surfing the site is fun. And if you do want to buy something, they give a discount to Propaganda Report listeners. So use the discount code PROP10. The other thing with this Obama, what he the interview with him was that he went on to slam Sarah Palin saying a bunch of things about her that wasn't nice, including that she brought anti-intellectualism into the race. And I feel like that's a little bit sexist, right? She's some emo chick, right? Like, I just, I feel like if you said that about Kamala Harris, that she she brings Obama, she brings emotionalism. If you said about Barack Obama, it would be racist. I just, I don't, I don't understand how you get to call people names, put them in baskets. I mean, there's a, a level of hypocrisy there, but I don't, I don't really care. I just think, I mean, the, the upshot, the, the thing I did kind of find the most annoying about the whole, uh, interview, the whole article was that Obama was saying, said, quote, this isn't a game and referring to how Trump should concede. And and that just pisses me off completely because that may, trying to pressure him into conceding is a game. We're letting the process yeah, play out. Why do they not want the process is, to play out? I, I, and that's the thing. Why did why doesn't Ossoff concede? It's just too close. It's too close. There's no reason not to try, even if it's not well, fraud. his dad is on his yacht over there in China with the Chinese officials and the Chinese flag flying from his yacht saying, son, you can't concede. We're fixing this thing. I have stuff to say about China, by the way, so we can get to that. And I, I, did you, I have a story yeah. that, that we can go to that fits with what you're talking about here. OK. Did you see that Pelosi is the Democrat nominee for speaker? No, I, I kind of assume that. I yeah, guess. yeah. I just it's just news. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, There's some news for you. To Nancy <laughs> so you're talking about is it just the political baskets that we put people into? We've been talking lately about the marginalization of the people who don't accept the programming from the mainstream media and being sent over to Parler. Where well, there was an article in Vanity Fair yesterday calls that said. Parlor is becoming the right's safe space for the for election denial. Parlor, which is funded by Rebecca Mercer of the Mercer family, which is notable. Fashion. Wow, itself I did a, not know that. Yeah. Fashion. That's itself, the Bannon crowd. That's the Kellyanne right. Conway crowd. And that's yeah. And it's I pointed out a long time ago when when Parlor was I can't remember what it was, but I said Parlor's being marketed, it's being pushed. I don't know why, but we're starting to see why. And it fashions itself, according to the article, as a oh wait, no. The article says, in reality, instead of pro pro free speech, Parlor is more of a for us, by us 
right-wing alternative to Twitter and Facebook, and it has become a de facto safe space for Trump supporters participating in the Stop the Steal protest campaign. Additionally, Parler is not just the first ripoff of Twitter to classify itself as a free speech paradise. So 2016 saw the launch of Gab, which was the first iteration of a far-right approach to social media. And then it goes on to describe Gab as having big anti-big tech sentiment. And then they say Gab was linked to the slaughter of 11 worshipers at a Pittsburgh synagogue and that it, it became apparent that its users were lovers of the Third Reich. Now, this is Gab that they're talking about. And then it, then here's the, here's the kicker for Parler. The recent rise of Parler is part of a larger trend that threatens to reshape the conservative media landscape for the foreseeable future. With, Republican, with a Republican base under Trump shifting further and further away from the parameters of reality, a phenomenon that exploded with the president's compulsive lying and conspiratorial theorizing – is now best exemplified by a massively popular QAnon movement, which are staples that conservatives have relied on, giving them red meat diet that, that no longer exists in the mainstream, and then go to Parler for. So Parler is where the conspiratorial QAnon people go for red meat, and that's exactly what like the, the 100 Flowers campaign concept of send them all to Parler, we'll track what they say, and then we'll condemn them when we need to. I have a lot to say about that. I will say I always thought that was true about Gab, that it was the hundred. I actually use that example. And the more that you're telling me about these two, the more I think Gab was legit, the more I see about how Gab gets under pressure, the more I see them speak out against getting rid of 230, the more I see about how they were absolutely bombarded with spam all the time or whatever trolley stuff all the time. I'm beginning to think Gab is more legit. Parlor, if it comes from the Mercers, it is definitely an operation of some kind, in my opinion. And what it looks like they're doing from comments that you made is really reinforcing i said bringing identity politics to the right it is tribalism they are bringing tribalism to the right they are absolutely separating uh ideology from identity just like what Obama was saying they just see black people as like not appropriate to be over them. I, I don't think that's true. They don't they didn't have a problem with Clarence Thomas. Thomas Sowell, like that that is not it. They are traditionally ideological and that is changing at the hands of these people. And by the way, if Gab really led to the deaths of eleven people, those guys would be in jail the way the way Ross Ulbricht is. Because he's in jail for starting a website that supposedly allowed drugs to traffic and there was a death related to the drugs. I mean, it was very kind of third degree or third order stuff. And that guy is in jail forever. So I think that's slander. Lynn Wood should be on the case. And they're just creating what you started out by saying the side stream thing. And that folds into something I really want to tell you about um, something Dean tweeted at me. Let's hear it. Dean tweeted, retweeted that article to me like it's 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Dean, come on. Like, ISM can't send that to us three months ago. And now it's bombarded. But of course, leave it to Dean. He's like, read the third to last paragraph. I'm like, uh, it's Dean. So I'm definitely going to read it. So, I mean, just because he's, he's never gets your attention for no reason. I've been noticing that about people tweet stuff at us. Yeah. Tweet us on, I mean, it's like they're doing research for us. It's right. really, yeah, it's helpful. very helpful. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's worth staying up an extra hour at night to, to go through that. But stuff that makes noise, I cannot 
do because I'm like under the covers trying not to wake my husband up. Don't send me stuff that makes noise. Okay. So this is what, so this is the article. This is that paragraph in the article Dean directed us to. It says, the author says, my biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city, our city, you know, capital C kind of 2030 city. Those we lost on the way. Those who decided that it became too much, all this technology. Those who are on parlor, does it say that? No. Those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over big parts of our jobs. Those who got upset with the political system and turned against it. They live different kinds of lives outside of the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities. Others just stayed in the empty and abandoned houses in small 19th century villages. These are the tunnel people. Those are the tunnel people. Yeah, those are the the rat burgers and demolition man. And Dean was the one who first showed me that crazy military video. It was like, when you deal with people living in tunnels, like, why are they training our soldiers for that? This is all pointing to tunnel people. It's nuts. It's crazy. And they ha- they seem to have a clear plan to either eradicate that opinion or who knows what else. Now, I don't have to tell you or anyone listening that the news is biased. All news is biased. Whether intentional or unintentional, there's always at least some level of bias in the news that we consume. And this bias does impact how we see the world. Fortunately, Ground News is making it a lot easier for us to quickly recognize this bias. Ground News is a new app that provides readers with objective data about the underlying political bias in all published news stories. It's the first ever news comparison platform. Here's how it works. Ground News collects data from over 50,000 news sources and runs a real-time media bias tracking. Then, the coverage bias rating is visually shown alongside the story. For every story that you read, you can compare how reporting differs across sources with different political biases and see if the coverage of the story skews more to the left or more to the right. Now, Ground News represents a larger movement of people who are fed up with traditional, highly politicized news. No one wants to be spoon-fed ideas or subtly influenced in covert ways. What Ground News does is gives the power to the people so that you can make up your own mind. If you want to learn more and try out Ground News for yourself, and I highly recommend that you do, head on over to ground.news slash prop. That's ground.news slash prop and enter the code prop that's spelled P-R-O-P in all caps to get one month free of Ground News Pro. And as an exclusive limited time offer, listeners of the Propaganda Report will get 20% off Ground News premium membership. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to ground.news slash prop and start judging the truth for yourself today. When I was reading that article at Dean's suggestion, rereading the article, there was another article near it on the World Economic Forum website set called, and that title was, What If Privacy Becomes a Luxury Good? And I've been thinking about that with healthcare, education, and security. They are becoming luxury goods that only the rich can afford. And I'm not like rich, poor, capitalist, not capitalist, whatever. I mean the elite. If you can't spend your money, I'm not going to. And it creates a class. It creates a class of people who can be politically impactful, people who can be healthy, people who have a uh, an education in what what makes the world go around. Like John Taylor Gatto said, there's some handful of schools of 
high schools, private high schools that feed 80 percent of the Senate seats. And they are taught certain fundamental things about human nature. They're really taught rhetoric. They're taught persuasion. They're They're taught taught the last the last piece of the puzzle. They're taught multiple languages by the time they're in like fifth grade. People that go to the public schools are taught to fall in line, to do what they're told by their authority, while the people who go to those private boarding schools are taught to organize the masses. It's getting so obvious now with the public school stuff. That the primary purpose is brainwashing through social narrative. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing more to it. And then after that, you may learn stuff, but only if it supports that primary goal. And to these broader primary goals that they have, I've been getting emails from Indivisible about and the Truth Truth Brigade that I joined, the Indivisible Truth Brigade, so I could see what their messages are and their little private, their little private chats that they have. They're talking about the things they're going to be doing moving forward. And one of them is that they say that we need, talking about we as indivisibles, as they call themselves, to push the Biden administration to staff up with progressives. And they go on to say that we want to make sure that Joe Biden picks the best of the best for his team, including a slate of progressives dedicated to undoing the damage that Trump wrought over the last four years. And the way they're going to do this is, by the way, basically what they're saying, and we've heard this from AOC and others, is they want an intersectional staff board. They, the The person who founded Black Lives Matter, the one who said that she's trained in Marxism, colors. she's already said that... Biden better not let up, but she wants a meeting with Biden so she can help tell him who needs to be on his staff. And we have AOC saying that he's making bad choices on on his staff. So they're already turning on each other. They're already pressuring to get Biden out of there. And he hasn't even officially been elected yet. And in the indivisible email, it says. You won't see us pivot to focus our grassroots firepower on Biden. However, when we need to push him. And we absolutely will. We're mostly going to do this through members of Congress. And we saw AOC doing this yesterday. Even a small number of coordinated members of Congress can dramatically influence a president's agenda. Think of it this way. Part of the reason your power with the member of Congress is so potent is that there are a limited number of people to whom the member of Congress is accountable. But the president is accountable to the whole country, which I find that interesting because they're saying we're going to get the members of Congress to pressure them because they're not – they don't represent the opinion of the masses as a whole of democracy the way that they talk about it. The president has to appeal to everybody. So now that we've got everybody to vote the way we want, we're going to target the members of Congress who care more about our our smaller special interests and can pressure the president in that manner. You see what I'm saying? And they they say this, there might be a few narrative defining moments in which we focus on Biden directly, but in general, we're going to go indirect and pressure through the route of pressuring your members of Congress to put pressure on him. So they are already trying to push Biden more and more to the left in his selections, intersectionality throughout the throughout the board. I wonder how this plays into a Kamala takeover. Bingo. That's yes. I think it plays perfectly into it. I think they're trying to get rid of him. He's not even in yet. They're already laying the groundwork to remove him. Well, I would keep an eye out for the deep staters that he installs and then then he can go and she can 
put in some maybe superficial things that look like people that look like she's super progressive. But in fact, you know, if there's a Bill Barr in the wings, if there's a David Axelrod or Cass Sunstein or a Rahm Emanuel, and we know there's going to be an Ezekiel Emanuel, I can tell you about that in the patron 15. And I have some listener comments to respond to. So not somebody's mad at me. I'll tell you about it in the patron 15. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing that. And you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Become a patron. Also, check us out on Rockfin. We do video podcasts there as well. We will talk to you all tomorrow or on the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.